and welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yep, watching for the very first time. Very first time. Uh, but there is a problem because this isn't Earth. No, it's very plastic. This isn't a real wood. These are not real trees. And you're not the real Sarah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. Well done. Oh, it just fits. It just fits. All of these uh, <laughs> moments. <laughs> but you are the real Sarah because you're watching Doctor Who for the very first time. Yeah. And you're watching the Android Invasion for the very first time. I don't have any updates again. Well, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, well, last time you told us this was your favourite story. Oh, yes, it is my favourite. That's favorite. not an update, so I stopped myself. <laughs> Well, no, wait, that's just Mark telling me something. So I can hear the sound of champagne corks popping in the background because Terry Nation is back. Oh, I didn't know it was a Terry Nation. Well, it is. <laughs> and, but I mean, it's my favourite Fourth Doctor story. Quite a surprise because it's not probably the most highly regarded. This one, it's got those memories because I remember getting this one on video. Well, actually, even before that, so let's all go back, everybody. Back, 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 back. So there's this book called Doctor Who, Time Frame, The Illustrated History, oh. which came out in the 90s. And it's all like, it's literally, it is like all different pictures and um, photos, like newspaper clippings, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And this was in, if anyone in, was in Chelmsford, I don't know if it was a chain, but there was this sort of art shop called Clark's. Um, and I always used to go in to this little bookshop uh, and this book was always there. And looking on the back, it was nine ninety nine, but I was just saving up week. I don't know, <laughs> saving up like money to get this. I always used to go in and just look through the pages. By the time I bought it, I pretty much read it in the shop anyway. But in, inside, what really intrigued me, here's the Android Invasion page. So you've got some lovely artwork there. Yeah. But it, all, it always had like little screen grabs from moments of Doctor Who. And the moment of the Android Invasion is that end of the episode, which we'll get to where Sarah's face falls off. And I always was like, oh my God, that looks amazing. That looks terrifying. I wonder what that's like. So then I got it on, so when I got it on video... I was really excited to actually see that moment because I'd seen the pictures so much. And I think I was at I think I was at my grandparents and I bought the video. They never had a video player ever, ever, ever. Right. I mean they didn't get colour TV until like the mid nineties. Oh. <laughs> so I was away and my grandparents bought this video and then I had to wait like a week because I couldn't play it until I got home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm finally watching it, it's it did stand up to my expectations because I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. This is great. And it, it as a Terry Nation, it's got all your Terry Nation part ones. I mean, if you're, you could be in a jungle on Scarrow and the same things would happen here. Doctor Companion exploring, we've got radiation, we've got a virus. We've got all of those same things, but it's, um, he is mixing up a little bit. He he's, is. He's mixed his cocktail. I, I would not have clocked this as being a Terry Nation. No, yeah, it's a surprise because it is, well, there's no Daleks, yeah. I've always found, it's always been my favourite ever since then. How did you find it? What you? I enjoyed it, actually. I thought it reminded me of some elements of other stories that I've enjoyed with, like, um, the plastic people. Yes, Autons. Yeah, they shot with their fingers. 
So I was expecting it to be more autony. The villain, I didn't see which as a villain. Like, but I really like the whole two doctors, two Sarahs thing. Um, and I liked the whole like then them invading the unit and doing all that. So there were a lot of like and actually it just worked being four. But like, I did really enjoy it actually. I think if it had been five or six, I'd have been like, no. I, I don't know. It was just a lot of it reminded me of other things. Like the village reminded me of um, the demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it the same place? No, no. It looks really so. Like for a while, I thought that they'd gone back, and that was Sarah being like reporting on that or something. But it's not. It. Well, I knew it wasn't, but for a while, I was like, oh, I wonder if it's that. So it kind of reminded me of that. Um, the Autons, like I mentioned, there were a lot of elements that I was like, it's not the same, but it reminds me of stories that previously that I've really enjoyed. So I think there's a lot of elements within it that then I could enjoy. Well, you know, Terry Nation, he doesn't ever do anything that new. No. But I, I suppose with this new Doctor and the, the way that this season is going, he's had to <laughs> make a few changes at least, <laughs> even though he, go, he does go back to his defaults. Um, so we're back on Earth. I'll just do that in brackets. Um, we see a unit guy. So we've got sort of unit back. It's not. I never really count it as a unit story. Well, can we just talk about the biggest thing, which is no brigadier? Okay, I was going to wait till we got to part four on that. But let's. Okay, if you want to talk you about brought the up fake... unit, and I have to bring up the fact where the fuck is the brigadier? <laughs> yeah, it's fake brigadier, isn't it? He, at time. least he doesn't say he's the brigadier. He's he's he has a different name. Uh, Colonel Faraday. Or, so basically, the guy playing the brigadier wasn't available. So I think it was written for the brigadier. It makes complete sense that it would be the brigadier. Yeah, yeah. He just wasn't available for filming, so they've got this other guy in. That that is my probably one annoyance in this story because <laughs> it's, it's, so it's random. obviously. And I was I was really like confused because until he said a different name i was like okay at least they're not trying to say this guy's the brigadier but i was like what has happened to the brigadier where is my man what is going on (laughs) so that unit guy going across and he jumps off the cliff that's really good atmospheric opening it's a really strong opening full stop like atmosphere wise and that's what terranation does really well the whole exploring first episode that's his that's his deal in it that's his thing. And doing it in this setting rather than an alien jungle is more exciting because it's familiar stuff and it's with, you know, with the money. Uh, yeah, it felt, in like, the pub. it felt a little bit like I was trying to solve a puzzle yeah, in that first I like episode. That. It seemed to fit really well. It felt really eerie. And, and the, it, I, like even watching it as a <clears throat> year old, it felt very like, like I felt a bit cautious about it, I guess, watching it because you're like, well, what is going on? Yeah, and just close watch a minute. What are you thinking of Sarah's outfit? Oh my gosh, Sarah's outfit is banging. (laughs) Her waist looks awesome. She has this tiny little waist on her, and that's like as soon as she came out, I laughed because I was like, "Where are they getting these outfits from?" Of course, the unlimited Tardis wardrobe. I wasn't sure if you would actually. I don't know why. I wasn't sure if Uh, it was. I, I was a fan. It was practical. She could move in it. Do you know what I mean? She's in trance. She could walk and move. Um, it didn't like fit to any particular era. It's not like last week where by chance she puts on Victoria's Singer and then they're in like a Victorian period. Yeah, I loved it. And the Doctor's in a grey jacket this time. I think that's the first time we see that. 
I didn't even pick up on that. I picked up on later he had a, a leaf in his hat. <laughs> right, the end, yeah. <laughs> the end, he had a fern in his hat or whatever it was, a leaf. Some leaf expert out there will tell me it's not a fern, but whatever it was, that leaf was in his hat, and I noticed that really annoyingly for ages. I kept Because I kept thinking it was a mistake. I thought, like, it's got stuck, and then I realised it was actually part of it. I didn't know it was a jacket, though. Well, they're very, again, they're very comfortable now. The Doctor and Sarah are just so, like... You know, when they're just walking through, they're just having a laugh and... Can we just... Sorry, I know we're doing this well out of order. Right at the end, right? Right. (laughs) When Sarah is leaving. So she is there. She's talked about being back for two episodes. And then he just goes, I'll drop you off. And she just goes, oh, I can't say no to you. And then gets him. And I thought, what? Uh, I don't know. I didn't like it. Oh, but it's fine. What, you didn't want it to stay? No, but it's been such a thing for, like, two stories. I said two episodes, I meant two stories, that she's wanting to get back. She, mo- Do you know, the whole last thing, she had a whole moan about why don't we just go back to the future and, like, go to our era. She talks about being from the 80s. Like, there's a massive thing about her just wanting to go back home. And that's been the case for, like, two stories, She's technically home now, um, and she knows he's not going to get her back. But I think what annoyed me is her, just how quickly it... They could have made more of a thing of it, you know? They could have made more of a... Than that one line, him like, I'll drop you off. And she just went, oh, how can I say to you? And guess, like, I don't know, she could have... It just annoyed me a little bit, just while we're talking of their dynamic. I just thought... It, I wanted a little bit more of a... Maybe more of a persuasion, or more of a—I don't know. It just it, like that. It just kind of felt like a bit of a cop out because it's right at the end. But I, I think that's just her. She's saying she's really enjoying everything, and why stop? You know, it's an excuse. It's like, oh, okay, then I, I should be going home. But actually, I do really want to stay. But I wish it. But then she should have said her lines before in a different way. Because her lines before were very like, "Nope, I'm getting a taxi home," and then he's like. I'll give you a lift. She goes, oh, I can't say no to you. She knows she's not going to... Like, sometimes, and this is a Terry Nation thing, sometimes in the last episode, things wrap up very, very quickly. Now, that wasn't the case apart from that final scene where, you know, it could have been... You're right, it could have been her being like, oh, I should probably... Like, maybe a bit coyer and him be like, well, maybe I'll give you a lift. And she's like okay, like knowing, or it could have been more um, him being like, come on, Sarah, you want to come on adventure? Do you know what I mean? Like a couple more lines of dialogue would have just set that a little bit more. But it just kind of broke this whole thing that's been going, for me, it broke this whole thing that's been going on for like two, three other stories, at least two stories prior. Well, if you think about Wanting to... Talking about wanting to be home. And it's in that one line, just her being like, yeah, okay. <laughs> just sort of like, and maybe there were extra lines that have been like, because of the edit, that's what it became. I don't know. Maybe they were like, time's short. We need to get her back on it. I don't know. They just kind of annoyed me. I was like, and I've just, because when we've had that in the past, I'm really ranting on this now, but when, <laughs> yeah. we, um, when we've had it in the past, um, people have, when they've had that sort of debate, it's been more than one line. It's been a bit of a dialogue. And I just wanted a bit more of that. 
That's what I'm trying to say. What if you if you're talking about Sarah's timeline of her journeys? I think it started off when Mike met her at the train station at the beginning of Planet of the Spiders. Took her on that story. They went to Metavitas 3. The Doctor regenerated. She had a stressful three weeks off waiting for the Doctor to come back. He regenerated. They did all of last season non-stop because they didn't have a TARDIS. She went to Scotland. Had a... Well, didn't really have a break in Scotland. And then from Scotland, Planet of Evil, Pyramids well, of Mars to here. And she hasn't stopped. Was... She hasn't stopped. Her hair is like twice the length since Planet of the Spiders <laughs> since she went... <laughs> She has had she has had like two breaks in that whole time <laughs> of adventures, so you you'd think she'd want a bit of a, a rest, but no, she enjoys it. She's so comfortable now. Oh yeah, and I see that, and I get that. Maybe it's because I'm just getting a bit bored of her. Mm, I think she does quite well in this, though. I'll, I've got some notes about. I her think week, she's brilliant, and that's not a diss of like. I think she's a fantastic actress, and I think she's a fantastic companion, but. We've had this for a while now, and I'm just a little bit like, meh, okay. Like, I even need another dynamic in here. Like, Harry didn't even stick around longer than, like, one season, you know? So, yeah, I need something else to, like, mix this up, I think, a little. Because although it's lovely, although they have great chemistry, and although... I think she's fantastic, you know, doing well for the name here. Thanks, Sarah. But, and the Doctor and her, it, it's really well. I'm just getting a bit like, I want to see other people in it or I want to see a different dynamic or something. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe there's a part of me that's just like, I need change. <laughs> and maybe that's it. Maybe, I didn't expect it to go like, because, you know, I don't know where we are in the season, but we're at least mid-season. I didn't expect it to leave mid-season or anything like that. But I kind of would have liked a little bit more of a convincing or something. Going back to where we all started, it's, I don't really on see it as a unit one. story. <laughs> yeah, on episode one with the unit guy. There is unit around, but I didn't really, it's not like that's unit HQ, if we're skipping ahead a little bit. You know, there's like the research centre with the... They sent the rocket and stuff. I don't understand why the Brigadier's even got an office there with his name on it, because it's not Unit HQ, and there's a couple of unit people around. Harry and randomly Benton. Yeah. Nice to see that. <laughs> I know, yeah. That was a nice surprise, though. It was a nice... When, when Benton suddenly was there, I was like, oh, yay, you know. And same with Harry, you know. Um, when I saw them, it was like... Ah, oh, familiarity and like we know who these people are. Although Harry didn't do much, but no, nothing did. No, they didn't really Benton get a chance. Did more than Harry, Benton at least nearly shot them. Yeah, well, we've got we've got bad versions and good versions of all of them here. Yeah, that was fun. That made it fun, and I loved. So just while we're talking about bad and good, and I'm jumping around like I don't know Tigger, I loved where Sarah rang the doctor and he goes and he knows that whole time and you kind of have a feeling that something's not right she does that so well where and he follows her along it's so clever when did you suspect did you suspect at when all the doctor said oh and now the phone's dead again right okay because she drinks she drinks the ginger beer and says lovely when at the beginning she says she can't stand it ah i missed that 
so when they first land, he's got it, and she's like, oh, I can't stand the stuff. And then when they're in the shop, he's like, here, drink this. And she goes, mm, lovely. And I then there's, that. he gives that look. Yeah, because there's quite a sort of like a, a vacancy look to the thing, isn't like She's just sort of saying the lines, but there's not like the same like urgency. He knows himself, he's checked, and that line is dead. So why would he? I was like, hmm, interesting. So that's when I sort of suspected it. Well, they go to this village, which is a really nice village. I have been to that village. I visited location. It's really nice. It is exactly the same today. I imagine so. I imagine like loads, so. loads of Doctor Who fans go there. It's in the middle of nowhere, though. Absolutely. It's really difficult to get to. But that thing in the middle of the road, that's still there. Um, and it's much actually much smaller in real life. They've made it look really wide, that that bit of road. It's really tiny. Um, and but and when they run up past the river and they go in, it's all it's all in that little area there. So it's it's like a, I, I they must get fed up with all the Doctor Who fans going there because the pub outside exactly the same as it is in the show. It hasn't changed and it's actually called the Fleur de Lis. It's just, that's the name of the pub. And and you go in and there's all pictures of Android Invasion and things signed by Tom Baker when they were there and stuff. They they they've embraced it because they that's know that it's like a it? location. Yeah. Uh, so it's really, really cool, that place. It's really nice. Uh, it's East Hagbourne, if anyone wants to go. <laughs> I thought all that pub scene was really clever and eerie and cool. I liked all that. And quite early on, the Doctor and Sarah split up because the Doctor goes off to the research centre and then Sarah in the pub where she's got to confront everyone, it just shows how strong she is because I'm more than happy to just watch... a. Sarah Jane adventure <laughs> going on on her own. You can see how she ended up getting her own series, her investigating the pub on her own, like, you know, questioning people. Well, and she's been she's been there already. She's done her journalism there already. That's nice. That's a nice little bit. Because I, I thought they dropped the journalism thing when we first started. I said it's only going to be the first couple of stories, but it's actually come up because it's it on our minds. Because because we've mentioned it. Actually, there's not a story that goes by where she doesn't mention something about being a journalist. She's a journalist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and um, that's nice to say, oh, she's been there and done a story already. We could They could have had a bit more of that, actually. Because she then she knows the area, she knows the people. Well, she does... Again... She mentions it enough because she mentions like she can she knows that guy she came because that guy had died so it, that was her story she knows all the local places she knows the area and all that it works quite well actually for fitting into the story yeah and then she sees well yeah all the, the um this sort of the white white people the white boiler suit people with the no face sort of thing it's a little bit of a shame because. They've called it the Android Invasion. So are you are you expecting androids to turn up at any point? So it I feel like if they called it something else with no without Android, that would be even more of a shock and you wouldn't really realise because you when you're seeing everyone in the pub acting weird and you know it's called the Android Invasion, uh, was that do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I didn't I didn't like plot those two things together. Like I say, I was expecting more autons. Because they were shooting from fingers. <laughs> That's what the Autons did. Um, and the Autons were kind of plasticky. So yeah. I imagine that it was some sort of like more Auton thing than anything. Just androids. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm also annoyed that you never see the plastic people. What plastic people? The ones that you've just said in boiler suits. Who are they? Oh, well, I think they're just sort of like robots that are... Um working for the kraals aren't they that make sure that everybody because it's like a 
the whole thing's like a test village, isn't it? So they're the they've been built to run it, I suppose. Yeah, the, yeah, you don't really get much of an explanation. It's more atmosphere and it's it there is, yeah, for something. Yeah, and it's very eerie and like. But again, but that's what if I think of the Autons. <laughs> In the Autons, we had people in, like, the people that were making them, we knew who they were a little bit more. So I think maybe because they were shooting from fingers, I had Autons in my head. Like you say, we've got Android as a thing, so I'm expecting plasticky people. I had something different in my head to what we ended up with. Well, yeah, it does take a bit of a turn because then you've got the Doctor Meets Guy Crayford, Patch Man. Who doesn't need a patch? How has he never checked that? <laughs> that is a big criticism. Everyone says this. What? So <laughs> it's a bit of a stupid plot hole, isn't like, it? Like, has he just always, when he's sleep, when he's doing anything, has he just thought, I'm just going to keep this patch on for life? When I'm by myself in my room, I'm just going to keep this patch on. I think he just, well, he just trusts the crowds, doesn't he? It shows how much they control it. But yeah, he's never looked. That is a bit of a stupid thing. Um, and he says the brigadier's away on holiday. So the guy, the guy that plays Guy is um, from Enemy of the World. He's the one, I don't know if you remember, he was he was a bit of a baddie. He came in and smashed all them plates when the second Doctor, uh, the Salamander one, the, oh, the yeah. two Doctor. He, was, I, oh, he yes, might have shot for ear. You're right, I remember him. Oh, my God. I, I, I think he, he shot for ear. And he had like the, he had like not longer hair. Yes, he had the cut. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Oh, my gosh, so it is. He was really good then as well as an actor because he's really good in this. I mean, he is really good. And with that eye patch sort of story, I mean, to act to that convincingly. Do. Yeah, exactly. His storyline's quite wet and he doesn't play it that wet. He does really no. well. Because ultimately he's a guy that's been like, persuaded and convinced has never checked under his own eye patch and just does as he's told but he does it in a really like culty way he's really good it's not it's it's not a fantastic load of lines for him no because he's quite a weak character but trying to keep everything together and he's the crow the crows are controlling him and he's got to do what they say and they're I mean, he's not the best leader for them. I'm sure they could have found somebody else. But, <laughs> but it's because well, he was found in space. Well, that's floating that's, you know, they can twist. But it's it remind, it was very cult-like the way that it was sort of done. He genuinely believed that, like, they were trying to do good, that, like, they would die if he didn't help them. Why would you get rid of such a clever race? They've saved me. That probably, like, he might have been drifting in space and they came across him and, told him like well we saved you and like i'm part of this my leaders are the these people are the good and in cults usually that when that's the case they're not they're doing bad things and he did it really well because yeah his his storyline and lines weren't great but i never felt that he was weedy in it or anything i just felt that like he'd sort of been brainwashed into believing it through their through their stories and messaging and what he's been told, yeah, the cult of Kraals. <laughs> yeah, that's what it should be called. Think... <laughs> yeah, the cult of Kraals. Yeah, and at the end of part one, we see a Kraal. It's monster at the end of part one, which is a Terry Nation thing. That face comes through the the hole. Was that a bit of a shock for you? I mean, it's not the best, is it? They are not the best villain monster. 
That's and that is the biggest letdown in this because it's it's ironic that the threat doesn't come from them. They are the weakest part of the story. Yeah, the the look of them, uh, the sort of rhino look, and the masks aren't good. A bit of a sort of silly voice. They they're a bit. You're not. They're not convincing as these big these evil creators. And they at gonna, one point, I thought it was before I saw them. I thought it was going to be um Link. Do I mean Link? No. Suntaran. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're a bit, yeah, they're sort of. I thought a bit it was that sort of like gathering data thing. I thought it was going to be them. Well, in their ship, with it all grey, I think the his control, because you see the face and then you see the sort of boots and then you see the hands and finally you see all of them. They try and do a bit of a slow reveal on them. A bit like the Zygons, I think that controller thing is the Zygons thing just painted grey. I think it's the whole, it's the same view screen, it's the same knobs, the same knobs as the Zygons, just yeah. painted different colour. And it's also very similar to the Zygons with the story because you've got the pub, you, there's a bug in the pub, there's somebody observing. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> of bug things in the that we've had before. And but they, that was only a couple, that was two stories ago. But they're not a threat in terms of, the threat I feel comes from the plastics. The androids themselves, yeah. Yeah, and the doubles and the copies. And and particularly, it's not until, like, I think it's towards the end. It's in the middle of the third episode, maybe. It could be the end of the second, but into the third. Plastics felt like the threat. It didn't feel like they were real. They were in charge, but they didn't feel like they were doing anything. Well, the scariest, like, Evil Doctor was scary, Double Doctor, Double Sarah was scary, and Double Benton and Harry, yeah. who we meet. and all of them, like, you didn't know. I liked it when the Doctor went into the office, and he's like, well, you're, you're doing not what you're talking about. And you, you just don't know, and I liked all that. I liked sort of the threat of, like, who's who, who am I following, who's what. I liked when Sarah was talking to the Doctor and it's a fake doctor, and then the other Sarah pops up behind and you sort of slowly see her rise up. All of that was just so clever. I loved all that. Well, yeah, we could have done with a bit more of that because in part two we have a bit of a chase sequence, uh, you know, where they're running through the forest and the unit and the dogs are after them. Oh, I just remember what I was going to say. It's not until, like, episode, I think, three, where they realise that they're in a plastic place and it's all fake. It takes them that long to realise how fake everything... Like, you know it's not right where they are, but it takes them until then to realise that it's the plastic jungle and all that. It takes them a long time. Yeah, but I like that it's it's spaced out like that because it adds a bit more it to does, the story. Yeah, it adds some real drama to it because you're watching it unfold and figuring it out with them. So the problem I have with the chase is... Uh, they're running, the dogs are after them. The doctor decides to put... Oh, no, Sarah falls over and hurts her ankle. That's a very... That is Terry Nation co- copying that from Susan. He's got his scripts out from the 60s. How can the companion... The female <laughs> companion, themselves? yeah. Yeah, female companion's got to hurt her ankle. That's a bit of a throwback, unfortunately. So the doctor decides to put her in a tree. Fine, out the way. <laughs> But the moment she's up there, they go past, and then she gets down too early, and then they get her yeah. because she's literally just climbed down the tree. Stay in the tree longer. Every time I watch that, I'm like, stay in the tree longer, <laughs> and they won't find you. Yeah. There's, there's sometimes silly things like that happen in these stories, and you're just like, why? 
and it's obviously to move the story along, but it would have been more interesting if they'd have just found her in the first place than her silly just getting out of a tree too early. But I suppose she has to get captured because then she gets copied later on. But again, why didn't they? They should have had it where they captured her. They like she could have been hiding in the tree. Wouldn't that have been so much more suspenseful? She's hiding in the tree. They've got the dogs, and the, like the dogs are sniffing and barking at the tree, and they look up and see her and drag her down. Something like that would have been way more suspenseful and scary than her just coming out of the tree a bit early and then they see her. <laughs> yeah, and she's sort of limping along. Um, and we had quite a lot of chase in the forest in Pyramids of Mars last week as well. Um, they love there's a quite chase. a lot of that going on. They do love a chase. But then that's when we properly see evil Harry because he's the one that's copying her. Um, and close watch, I'm glad he's not in his blue suit. He's in his full uniform. Yeah, he's had a change. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, were you, so were you that surprised to see Harry? Just I was suddenly actually. Like... I kind of forget that Harry's part of unit. So it's really nice to, of course he was because he went back to unit, but I completely forgot. So it was really nice to see him. Yeah, yeah, it's good because I could have just got anyone to do that part. It wasn't exactly had to be Harry, but because it does add a bit more to it because she's like, well, you know me. Why don't you know me? What's going yeah, on? So yeah, that I suppose that element helps. And same when they see um, uh, Bentham. When he turns around and does that so many points a gun at them and they're so confused and we're confused. It's great. I think the, to make it even better, if we did have real Brigadier pointing the gun at them, that would have been really good if they were all there, but never mind. And then at the end of part two is my favourite cliffhanger, probably of all time, with Sarah's face coming off. This isn't real wood. It's some kind of artificial material like plastic. These are not real trees. And you're not the real Sarah. Get back, Doctor. I knew at once. You see, the real Sarah wasn't wearing a scarf. What have you done with Sarah? Where is the real Sarah? How amazing is that? I just love that whole scene. And it, it's just, it's scary again. It's like, it's so effective, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, I'm, and when, even in the in beginning of part three, when she sort of sits up and shoots the gun, <laughs> the dummy's like shooting the gun with no face. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. You get that in a film. Like some horror film. Um, go then. Part three slows down a little bit more after we've had that build up, and we know that it's everything's fake and everything. And the doctor sort of captured, and then all the explanations come out. Then uh, we learn more about Guy Crayford, and it's not actually Earth; it's all fake. And we get the the crowds planning to do their virus. Of course, Terry Nation. He loves a virus. He He's done that a I couple never, of times. I didn't really understand it though, as in. It was about water. Right. Okay. So what they've done, the Krals have this virus, which they're going to, the the sort of leader, they're going to take the rocket to real earth with duplicates. And then the duplicates are going to get put the virus in the water, I think, and kill everyone. And then they'll take over with all their robots or their whatever. But yeah. they were sort of trialing that on the ship. So Harry, so they gave evil Harry... Gay put the virus into the water that they were going to serve to Sarah I saw that, yeah. and the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so because they didn't drink it, they were okay. And then instead, they used because instead they used the water to do some electric stuff to get out. Yeah. 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 No, I get it now. Like, because there was this whole thing where he was going, no, not in that and all this. All that just felt a bit slow because they, they just felt like really poor villains, you know. 
Um, well, I think because the robot, because robot Harry had um, had it, and he was like, "No, keep away! It's really dangerous." Yeah, yeah. All that felt really like pantoey, and so maybe I just didn't like, I don't know, clock it enough. And then it's not until later he was like, "Did you not drink the water?" And she's like, "Water," and I was like, "It's all about the water," but I didn't. Yeah. So actually, I've I've made a couple of notes about Sarah rescues the doctor about three times in this story. End of part one, she gets him out of prison. She rescues him again in part three. I've written, and again for the third time in part three, she's all, she's rescuing the doctor a lot. So yeah, because she rescues him from when he's been they're doing that thing to his brain. What was it, what was the other one in part three? Oh, when he's when he's tied up outside. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, on the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rescues him then as well, so that's the third time. So she's always running around rescuing him a lot in this, I noticed. It, do you know what? It was an odd one. It felt a little bit... Like, he even talks about it, like his memory and stuff. It felt like it wasn't for this Doctor, this story. It almost felt like a first Doctor story. Well, again, I think you could blame that on Terry Nation not being up to date with actual Doctor Who. I mean, I know he did Genesis of the Daleks last time, but that was... I think the script editor adds a lot into that. I don't, I, I don't think Terry Nation... I think Terry Nation is very much a, this is the basics, and the script editor fills it out a little bit more with the lines. I really like the Doctor when he... when he uses his knowledge. Like, they even refer to him as being a human a lot. And then normally, at some point, they go, oh, he's not human, he's an alien, or something like that happens, because he's not human, is he? But... They even said, like, there's two humans here. They've invaded the the thing and stuff. I get all that. But when they were doing all those tests, that would have been a prime time to be like, wait a minute, you're not. And it didn't. And none of the story, like you say, it's interesting that Sarah saves him because none of the story, it's not like the doctor's knowledge and cleverness <laughs> saved the day. Well, it does. He does. He he does the radio. He draws and says, "Let's do the radio signal down so it stops all the androids." He does that, but but there's a lot of running around and just mystery. Yeah, it all sort of happens to them rather than him. He, he may even figuring out who like he doesn't figure out who's doing it. And normally he has some sort of an idea based on what he can see. Like it's these guys, and that I always like because that shows his knowledge of the universe. But he even said himself at one point, like, he's just getting really forgetful or something. And I was a bit like, that's a bit... That's not this That's not this doctor. No, I suppose not. As in fourth doctor. That's not this doctor. I can't see this as a third doctor story, though. No, it's not a third doctor. It feels like a first or second. Oh, I don't... Oh, yeah, if it was a first doctor... Oh, um... I can completely see everything happening with the first doctor. Him walking around, like, bumbling along, concert having to be saved, save the Doctor. They were always doing stuff like that. Oh, my God, imagine Susan's face falling off. You're not my granddaughter. Ah! Or Barbara. It'd be Barbara. <laughs> oh, my God. Or oh, Barbara. You're not Ian. Ah! Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could imagine that with the first Doctor. And sometimes the second Doctor. There's some stories with the second Doctor where, you know, I could see that. I mean, Third Doctor was just action, and there's not a lot of action in this story. I feel like this Fourth Doctor, though, he does keep a lot to himself. 
So you know, like you said with the telephone and stuff, you can see him working it out. He's not necessarily showing other. The second doctor would be like, "What's going on?" And he'd be like, "With his flute, you know." (laughs) 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 Well, he would when he's recording on flute. Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) he'd do more. He would keep things for himself, and they'd be like, "What is it?" And then he'd tell them, "I was like," and that was quite a little early criticism of that doctor. This one, I feel like he does that, but you can see that he's like he's also giving stuff away and he's figuring it out. First Doctor did that as well. First Doctor would like be like, oh, you know, all that sort of stuff, and not tell them what was happening. Because yeah, he only explains to Sarah in part three when they're in the prison. He's like, this is what's happened. These aren't the real people. This isn't Earth. And then we then guy comes in and explains his motivation and everything like and what's going to happen. Uh, it's nice that the story moves on then. So end of part three to part four, they get the rocket and that cliffhanger of Sarah's, Sarah doing duck face, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crushing me. I mean, that was a cliffhanger because you just see the doctor fall and then, you know, that, that was good. I like that. <laughs> that's a super, super close up of her face. <laughs> And then part four is great because it's a whole new sort of set of characters. You've got the people in the space station, proper Colonel Faraday, who's very annoying, and I'm glad we don't see him again. No spoilers, but we don't see him again. Good. Uh He was what he was. He filled a need. I was a little bit like, where is my brigadier? But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It still feels like, yeah, all of unit are on holiday, apart from Harry and Benton, who are just, I don't know, because it's not a unit base, but it. They're just sort of at, I don't know, it's a weird feel. Yeah. It just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel right. Yeah, I know what you mean. No, there's something weird about And then And then we got the, again, a evil doctor fight. We always have one of those because we had the first doctor did that, didn't he, with his evil double. Uh, the second doctor had Salamander as his evil double. Oh, third doctor didn't have anything, though. He had his stump man. We had a lot of double work with the stump man. Yeah. <laughs> and now finally, and now these two doctors. And it's a good idea that the doctor's got to get the telescope. He uses the science to yeah, plot yeah. the radio signals and everything. Yeah, as I say, the Kraals don't do too much. The only impressive thing that the Kraal does right at the end, you know, when he dies, he does an amazing flip. And on onto the thing, I mean... Let me know, crawl gymnastics going on there. He goes proper smack onto that so thing. I'm always like, oh. That whole thing, it, the pace is really good and there's some really good like fight moments. Like, I loved when when the doctor kicks his double and he does that. For, and you never see his face. It's done really well because obviously we know it's a double. It's not the doctor. But he does it really well. There's a lot of really clever and the pace of that whole last thing. It'd be so easy for them just to dwell on the whole. There's two... Yeah, they don't have. They could have had all these scenes with them together, and blah, blah, blah. they don't really do that too much. No, it's like just enough, but it keeps the pace of the story moving. It's done. Who, whoever directed it did a really good job. So this is directed by Barry Letts, who I've not talked about enough on here. Who I absolutely love, and I. If I could be anybody in another life, it would be Barry okay. Letts. <laughs> That's just a weird That's thing to say, but it is. Uh, yeah, he produced all of the Third Doctor stories. He was the producer. Ah, okay. And he's come back to direct. So I, say, I feel like I've heard that name before. Maybe it's just because I've seen it on the screen, maybe in the credits and stuff. I don't yeah. know, but yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's strange because it's Terry Nation coming back as an old writer and Barry Letts coming back who'd done previous stuff. So it's not... 
that's probably why this feels like all bits of stuff that's happened before because there's nobody new really involved for this one. Um, but yeah, it's 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 directed well. It's just a shame that real Harry is just tied up and nothing really happens. Yeah, I doesn't really get to interact. Interaction with, especially if we didn't have the brigadier. Like, I'd like more interaction with the characters we do know. Because we got it with Benton, so maybe that's because, you know, Harry was this new thing and they didn't know him as a character, but they were like, well, he's unit, and they know so we'll have him in. It's weird to see sort of Harry and Benton, because they only had, like, one story together. Yeah. It's not like they know each other. I feel like they don't know each other very well. I feel they do, because Um, they're unit. I feel that it's... if you That's interesting you said, because if it's Terry Nation, who obviously... But it, he would have known Benson and that lot of unit. Harry was only this doctor, wasn't he? He was last season. So he's new to them as a character. So they don't really know him to write anything for. All Benson's character had was that phone call saying taking his sister out to dinner or something. <laughs> that was all it was. No, Benson <laughs> that was had a random whole, life. Benson's was great. He was the first unit where they're like, oh, and uh, Benson, he turns around and he's got the gun on them. And they're like, Benson, what are you doing? And he's like, back off. Oh, yeah, I suppose. That was but great. Not. I really like that because I was like, what is going on? Why is Benton got a gun at them? What is happening? I'd rather have Yates doing that. But actually, if Yates did it, they'd be like, have you just turned bad again? Is yeah. This... <laughs> they wouldn't know that. Because Benton is unit good. You know, he doesn't have the whole character, but he is just what he is. He's a soldier. I don't, it's just a weird mashup because without the third Doctor and Brigadier, it's, it's an, yeah, strange times for unit at the moment. <laughs> well, without the Brigadier, uh, it's not unit. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed yeah, I did, it. I did. I thought I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you would. I'm not sure if I enjoyed it as much as last week's. Oh, Pyramids of Mars. So Pyramids of Mars is tough. Yeah, that's the thing. No, but yeah, that's actually, it's not in that league. I enjoyed league. it more than the first week one. The Zygons. Yeah, I mean, I always enjoy the ones that aren't as favorited as for people. I always enjoy the sort of enjoy that's the rubbish okay, ones a little bit, but <laughs> but that's also that's your history to it as well like in a weird way what's the spring one edge of destruction bloody hell we'll always have a very funny place in my heart because (laughs) it was the first time that we met david on our podcast no that was he didn't do it that was web planet which one one am i thinking of not no i'm thinking of the one where david was on a web planet I mean, it was just a terrible story, but David must have just thought, oh my God, this person is actually like the devil and I'm a bit scared of her. Because I was just in the foulest mood anyway, and then we go and record that and it was a terrible story. For listeners, I'd literally broken up with someone about an hour before we started. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do you want to press point? I was like, no, this is just ideal. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah you wanted like, to do it. You were very upright. So Mark's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> David has no idea. It has like a weird place in my heart because of the whole scenario running up to it. It's just very of us recording that is very funny. I can laugh about it now. Yeah, all the stories. The t- yeah. Literally, it was an hour before, and I was like, just broke up with so and so. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's quite, and it was the and it was the web planet the web as well. Planet, all the stories, awful. Doesn't mean I like the web planet. Let's just be really clear. And it's not linked to a breakup. <laughs> it is linked to the fact that it's a terrible story. But I have a sort of fondness for us recording that episode and that whole scenario. I sort of look at it in like light humor. 
because just the whole scenario was just ridiculous. Um, so I get how you can like have a non-fan favorite or something, but you have your own personal. And for you, it's that book. You saw it and you saw those pictures. And before you even saw it, you already had like, and it's not a bad story. So if it had been a terrible story, I think you'd have been like, oh, well, that's disappointing. Oh, well. But actually the story's really good. But for you, it had like a whole other thing to it. So I totally get it. Yeah. I don't know why Kiza Marinus is so high up. I don't know what was going on in life that like, other than Kiza Marinus is brilliant and should be higher up on people's lists. Maybe that's why. I'm always for an underdog. I don't know. We just enjoyed the variety of it. We probably had a really good takeaway as well at the same time. Just all the elements were working in our favour that day. And and since then, nothing's ever matched. <laughs> well, well hopefully. I mean, it was a great story. And to this day, I cannot think, like, why it's such high, you know, because we've had amazing stories since, and yet still nothing has ever matched the glory that it Well, it was still... <laughs> it was quite early on, and by that point, by that fourth, fifth story, you'd known the characters a bit more, maybe... So you could, I just think it's brilliant. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. And I, think... and I still do. I think like if someone wanted to do like a classic Doctor Who story and you weren't sure, there's just, it's all there. And it's just like, you've got mystery, you've got like intro, you've got humor. Like every store episode is di- is completely different. And I really liked that. And they've done that on other ones, and I've been like, no. For some reason, that one just worked really well, other than the black gimp suit thing. Vord. The Vord. Can I just do a correction? Because that's Terry Nation, isn't it? That's a non-Dalek story. So he has... Is it a Terry Nation? Nation non-Dalek story. Is it a Terry Nation? Yeah. There we go. So actually, he has he has done story. They, th- that was the only other story he's done without the Daleks. Story, so it does that link. That surprises me because that story, that first episode, is not an exploration one. They're like out there. In, yeah, there is a little bit of exploration on the sand and glass and stuff, but they're pretty much like off straight away. And it's and then yet the trial. Like there's so much goes on in that story. <laughs> It's just, I think everyone should just watch all of Terry Nation's I mean, stories. maybe not all of them. Well, Genesis of the Daleks won all the Doscars last season. That was Terry Nation. He's doing, he's doing something right, whatever he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he has a format. I think as well, it helps that he, he has great characters to write with. But then last week, Pyramids of Mars, which was great, was a completely different, oh no, I think that was mainly the script editor. It was a newer yeah, writer. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it's great. It's a really good story. It's strong. It's a bit different. We've not had anything like that for so long. Um, not to say this one was bad either. This one has its merits. Uh, so the next story is cool. It's four again. Uh, and it's called The Brain of Morbius. I think there'll be a brain in it. See, now when I think of brains, I think of brains in jars. I think of Keys of Marinus. <gasps> Oh yeah, there we go. It's all lit. Yeah. <laughs> that was the it last time we saw a brain. eventually. <laughs> so yeah, another four. So we'll um, and it's it's another good one. It's a classic again. It's a very good classic. So uh, we'll find out. But there, yeah, there we go. The Android Invasion. No other 
Fourth Doctor story will beat this for me, but, but that's I'm fine. sure there's that's better. Okay. There's other ones out there. We'll argue yeah. about it in the Doscas. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, although it's going to be a tough Doscas. It's tough Doscas this time. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho, and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash 2WatchWho. Yeah, and we will see you next week for The Brain of Morbius. Yeah. Thank you for everyone's continued support. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye. To watch who?